take a deep dive into the topic of traveling alone. Now, I've had a lot of different experience with traveling alone. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I went to Mexico to be a nanny one summer. Yes, I was around people, but I was I didn't know anybody before going and I didn't know anybody that was there at any point. So, you know, that could be a form of traveling, you know, leaving for a job or it can be for work, it could be recreational. Anytime you're traveling alone though, I really do think that you gain so much perspective. It helps you build confidence. You you really just get time alone with yourself to know yourself better. In one episode, we talked about really knowing your truth. And I think this helps you get very clear on what that truth is. In addition to all those things, I think it also really helps you to just feel self-reliant. Like if something goes wrong, you have to depend on yourself. You have to problem solve. A lot of times you don't have people you know very well that are just kind of at your beck and call or your easy disposal. You might be able to call them, but they're not there to physically help you. Now, my longest trip alone, aside from my trip to Cabo when I was the nanny there, would be three weeks. So on that trip, I went from California, flew to Georgia. I was there for about five days. And honestly, that's all of the trip that I had planned when I left. So I wouldn't recommend that if you can avoid it or if it's your first trip. And we'll kind of get into some of those tips and really some things to note in a second. But just being transparent, that's all I had planned. Now, from Georgia, I then flew to Michigan, drove from Michigan to Alabama, drove from Alabama to Mississippi, back to Alabama. Then I drove to Kentucky, then Indiana, flew to New York, drove to Delaware. From Delaware, I then flew to Arizona, and then I had a flight back to California where I live. So, very long trip. I think I, in total, I want to say I was in about... 10 different states. And I don't really count states that I just have a layover in. So it's either driving through or I'm actually staying a night there. And I'll tell you, sometimes it can be really daunting. Sometimes you run into things where you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like on that trip that I just talked about, it was actually my most recent solo trip. And I I remember I checked into this hotel and it was just so uncomfortable. So I booked this stay. I get in the hotel. It was only for two nights. So, you know, I didn't really care, but I'm checking in and there's this guy that's sitting in the lobby and he's just like staring at me and (laughs) not that I have like some complex or something, but I mean, he's just sitting there staring and like, you know, the difference between somebody looks at you versus, okay, this is uncomfortable. And he'd like, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. And it just made me feel really weird. And then as I'm leaving, he gets up and starts to follow me. So I went back into the lobby and then I got a drink. was like, I'm not going to go to my room when he's following me up the stairs. So I get up to my room. I get in the hallway and there were, I don't know what they, what exactly they were doing. I think they might've had a project, but there were a bunch of construction workers like hanging out in the hallways. And, you know, I've, I've never really felt uncomfortable in a hotel, but I definitely felt a little bit uncomfortable in that hotel. So that's where I, you know, use some tips for staying alone in a hotel that maybe I don't otherwise use. Like I put like a sticky note over the peephole. I made sure to, I mean, I always lock the deadbolts, but I really made extra sure I would make sure that there was nobody in the hallway before I went in my room. 
you know, really making sure that I was alert. So you are sometimes going to run into different situations when you're by yourself that make you feel uncomfortable and you have to really be able to problem solve, trust your gut, know what you're doing. Really quick before we jump into how to get started and some things to note, another time, I think the trip before that one, I flew to Austin and I was actually staying with a friend up in Dallas. So I flew in and then that night I was planning to drive up to Austin or to Dallas and I get to the rental car place and I mean, I like pre-booked this. This was one of the trips where I actually planned my, my shit out, but I get up to the rental car place and I'm standing in line for probably 45 minutes and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We're actually out of rental cars. And while I was on the plane, I looked at my phone and saw that it was dying But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in my rental car. I'll just charge it there on my drive. So it's not that big of a deal. So I think I had like 6% left on my phone when I found this out. And now I'm like, okay, well, now I have to get a hotel and I need to get an Uber and stay here so I can come back and get my rental car in the morning when they have more. So, you know, again, you really have to problem solve and think on your feet. And sometimes you're stuck in shit situations like that where you kind of look back and go, I should have trusted my gut and charged my phone. So there are things that happen. Again, it's just knowing your surroundings, becoming self-reliant, being able to problem solve, and trying to plan out as much as you can so you have a feeling of security. With that all being said, let's get started and talk about how to really plan for a trip, things to think about, and then we'll go over just some safety stuff that you can note. Number one, I would really recommend practicing doing things alone at home. So maybe this is something as simple as you typically go with people to the store to run your errands, get your groceries, and you start practicing doing that alone. Maybe you then kind of step it up and are like, you know what? I'm going to go out to dinner alone tonight. If you're not ready for that, maybe try drinks alone first. But just, you know, really trying to do things that put you outside of your comfort zone where you're doing stuff alone. Then I would do something a little bit bigger. Maybe I'm going to go for a shopping trip. Maybe I'm going to go to an event. I don't know, like stand-up comedy or whatever it is. Find those things that you can start doing alone when you're at home and you have people you know that could easily be there if something went wrong. Personally, I love this stuff and I would really challenge you if you're going to go eat alone or get drinks alone, try to not look at your phone. And I know that the second you feel uncomfortable, The easy solution is picking up your phone so you don't feel awkward and don't have to look at people around you. But really being able to sit in that discomfort is something that's genuinely going to benefit you if you're trying to do a solo trip alone. I think it also just in general helps you build confidence and social confidence. Along those similar lines, I would also start, once you're actually going to go do a trip, I would start with a short trip that's kind of a close destination. (laughs) For instance, I actually didn't have this planned, but I was dating somebody like a year ago, over a year ago, and I had planned us a trip to Joshua Tree. So it's like driving distance from where I live in Orange County, California. Time comes and I'm like, okay, are we still going? Trying to figure it out. He never officially bailed on the trip, but kind of signaled that he wasn't going to go. So I was like, I mean, I was pissed. So I was like, I'm still going on this trip. And I packed up all my stuff, drove there alone. And it was super empowering. 
But again, starting small and being able to do those more local trips does help you get used to the idea of traveling alone, having to get your own food, going to restaurants alone, problem solving, checking in somewhere. So start with a destination that's close to home, maybe a shorter period of time than, you know, a larger trip that you would take. Number three, have a relative plan. So like I said, sometimes I will leave with some flights that are unbooked, hotels unbooked, and different places I'm driving to that aren't booked. I do not recommend not going with flights or different drives unplanned, especially for some of your first trips. I have to do that because I have to keep my schedule very flexible because of what I do and classes that sometimes get canceled, ones that I pick up along the way. But one thing that I will say is even if you don't have a hotel booked, maybe you're you know, planning to kind of travel and see friends. You don't know if you're going to stay in a certain place. It's okay. You're going to typically always be able to find a hotel. I use hotels.com. They're not crazy expensive, even if you're booking last minute. So that's kind of something to consider, but you definitely want to know the trajectory of your trip. Where am I going to be? Relatively, how long am I going to be there? And if it's one of your first trips, I definitely would make a point to try and have the hotels, long drives, flights, all of it booked out so you don't have to worry about that. In addition to that, number four, this is also going to help you to create an itinerary before you go. So I'll create a really pretty color-coded itinerary of where I'm staying, whether or not I'm driving or flying, my flight number, my hotel, what it's called, how long I'm there. And then of course, A lot of times I'm teaching classes because I'm going for work. So I'll put the classes, the date, the chapter, the school, whoever I'm working with, and then I'll send it to somebody. So if God forbid something happens to me, someone has that schedule, they know where I was supposed to be, where I was headed, where I am, so they can try to find me. And I really do check in with people. And of course, have find my friends, really make sure people know where you are at, where you're supposed to be when you are on a solo trip. Number five, if you feel uncomfortable with the idea of doing a full solo trip, or even if you're out and you're like, you know what, I'm not totally comfortable with this, have people meet you along the way. When I first started traveling for work, I would have some people that would come obviously help with classes and still do, but I also would kind of make a point to just meet up with random people along the way. Maybe it was they're there for a vacation. Maybe they live in a certain place. It just made me feel a little bit more comfortable while I was in places I really didn't know very well. And an idea here, you know, maybe you just tell people ahead of time, hey, if I were to really need you on this trip, would you be willing to possibly come meet me? You know, really think of these things ahead of time. Look at where you're staying. Who do you know in that area? Even if you don't know them very well, I firmly believe that doing these kinds of solo trips helps you to kind of reconnect with those people. And people are a lot more giving and willing to help you out than you would typically think. Number six, be very mindful of your bags, right? You are traveling alone and you want to make sure that you can safely and confidently handle the bags that you have wherever you go. I only ever have one suitcase. Now, that suitcase sometimes might be just about my same height, but I know that I cannot be handling like a duffel bag and a suitcase or a small suitcase and a big suitcase. So if I'm bringing merch with me, I definitely make sure that it can all fit into 
whatever other bag that I'm bringing. I have a backpack and then sometimes I have a fanny pack with, you know, my cards, my phone, all that type of stuff. One thing that is a little bit difficult that I run into is when I'm on a work trip, I have very little time to go run a load of laundry at a hotel. It does get expensive. So I like to try to have enough outfits to get me through even a three-week trip. So sometimes I do end up packing a little bit more, but you can also, you know, use a laundromat. You can use the hotels. I love getting rental cars so I'm not trapped and I can go to, say, a laundromat if I needed to. You know, it's something to definitely consider. Which does bring me to number seven. Research the transportation for every place you go. I personally get rental cars. I would rather pay the extra money. And sometimes I don't even know if you end up paying more for it because sometimes Ubers get very expensive. But I would so much rather drive than rely on public transportation because public transportation is so different every single place that you go. So research it, know it, and do what's going to make you feel most comfortable. When I have a rental car, I can go work out. I like to work out at Orange Theory, so I'll drive there. I can drive to the store if I need to. If something does get dirty, I want to drive to a laundromat. I can go there. I can go do different things in the area where I'm located. I can meet up with people. And sometimes I'll drive, you know, like I said, I went from Michigan to Alabama. Sometimes I'll make those drives, especially if flights are crazy expensive. Like for that situation, I think the cheapest one-way flight I could get from Michigan to Alabama was $600. So (laughs) something to consider. All right, last big thing here that I want to note for booking a solo trip. Try to have several forms of payment with you. If you only have one card, and something goes wrong with that card, maybe there's fraud on it, maybe you forgot to notify your bank that you're traveling so they shut it down, maybe you lose it, whatever it is, you definitely want to have a backup. When it comes to things like booking a rental car, you have to show them a form of payment. When you check into a hotel, you have to have a card that's down on file for any damages or any room charges, stuff like that. So definitely have multiple forms of payment. And do try to let your bank know that you're leaving so they don't end up shutting your card off. And of course, this kind of segues us into different safety things to note. Be mindful of where you keep your important belongings. I will say I have spent probably more nights in a hotel than in my own bed in the last eight months. I've never had somebody break into my room. I've never had something go missing. But some of the first places, if somebody's experienced, They're going to check the safe. They're a lot easier than you think to open and under the mattress. That's something to just kind of be aware of if you are going to be keeping that stuff in your hotel room. I like to keep all my stuff in a fanny pack that I literally wear on my human. I do not take it off once I leave the hotel room unless I'm teaching a class and it's right next to me. So this helps me ensure somebody can't pickpocket me. I'm not going to get mugged. It's literally attached to my body. It's one of the Lululemon fanny packs. Huge fan. There is also knockoffs on Amazon, which we have on our storefront, which we'll link to in the show notes. But make sure that you know where your valuables are. You've thought it through and you feel comfortable and safe with it. All right, last couple things we're going to cover here are different safety tips to think about before you go. Number one, if you have to look for directions at any point when you are out and about, try to make sure that you turn your back to a wall. When you do this, number one, you ensure that while you're distracted, somebody can't come up behind you so you don't have that kind of uneasy feeling. 
and it really prevents against people knowing that you don't know where you're at. So turn your back to a wall, look up directions. I personally try to look them up before I ever even leave the vehicle, but definitely something to consider. Number two, walk with a purpose. Whether that's through an airport, whether it's for me on a college campus, going to a class, maybe you're going to the grocery store, going to work out, going to some kind of local tourist attraction, whatever it is, walk with a purpose, walk with confidence, and make eye contact with people. Know who's around you. Let them know that you mean business, that you're confident, and you know that they're there. This also sometimes helps you kind of set the tone for the interaction so we maybe don't fear it as much because it doesn't feel as unpredictable or unknown. Number three, and this one is is definitely up to you. If you're traveling internationally, I would very much recommend this one. Purchase traveler's insurance. Let's say you're abroad and you end up getting hurt. Maybe you break a leg, maybe you break a finger, whatever it is. You are going to accrue a lot of money in medical bills. So really kind of look at what insurance you have and consider possibly buying traveler's insurance. Again, I especially encourage this if you're traveling internationally. Number four, if you feel uncomfortable, if you're a little bit unsure, if you're a little bit worried about maybe if a place is going to be safe or not, research is your best friend. I'll be very honest, I don't do a ton of research on the places that I go. I always try to just book hotels I feel safe in, names that I know, ones that have really good reviews. But I have had before where I booked an Airbnb, I showed up, I felt very unsafe, the neighborhood kind of freaked me out. They had two different policemen with the dogs out at one of the houses, so I researched the neighborhood, really looked at the crime rates in the area, and then I ended up actually booking a hotel in D.C. instead of staying there. So I don't really look unless I feel uncomfortable, but if going into the trip you do feel a little bit nervous about the area, just research it. You can literally Google it. Go and look at kind of the crime rates, what kind of crime occurs in that area. And again, look for places you feel comfortable staying. Last but not least, I'm sure if you listen to this podcast or you've taken one of our classes before, you have heard me drill this in 530 times. Trust your gut. You have to be your advocate. You have to believe in yourself. If something feels off, if you feel nervous about something, especially when you are traveling alone, in places you're a little unfamiliar with, you have to trust your gut. For instance, when I made that drive from Michigan down to Alabama, I could have drove straight through and I would have been in Alabama by 3 a.m. But there was actually some different things that I'd heard that had happened there, kind of with a girl that had been followed in a parking lot. She had to run to her car. The guy ended up running away because she turned on her car alarm. But, you know, this whole thing had happened really close to my hotel. And I was like, you know what? It's 3 a.m., I just don't want to chance it. And even if, let's say, my car broke down, I'm driving through a lot of roads that are kind of desolate. So I ended up staying, stopping in Nashville, stayed the night there. And yeah, I paid for a hotel and I did have to drive the next day before an event. But it was definitely worth it for me to feel more safe in that situation. And sometimes you just don't know. So I would rather avoid those situations that make me feel uncomfortable as opposed to chancing it, especially when I'm on the other side of the country. I really hope some of these tips were helpful and I do strongly encourage you to go try and book a solo trip. Again, start local, get comfortable just with the idea of being alone, being alone in public, being self-reliant. I truly think this is one of the best things you can do to enhance your confidence 
and like I said, self-reliance. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with friends, tag us on Instagram. And as always, we do really appreciate it if you can rate and review below in Apple Podcasts. And if you have any ideas, things you want to hear, questions, look in the show notes. We have a link for you to submit different ideas. If you have a personal story, we want to hear, want to get you on the podcast. We want you to make this podcast your own. Thank you so much for joining me today and we will see you for the next episode.